your Amazon business feeds your recurring revenue machine. Welcome to the Post Purchase Pro Podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. This is the Post-Purchase Pro Podcast, episode 16. Hey, welcome everybody. Sean Hart and Seth Stevens here. Welcome to episode 16. Today, we're going to talk about creating a recurring revenue machine, like Seth alluded to. That's going to be a lot of fun, right? And the reason we want to talk about this today is because at the core, all of us consumers, humans in general, are creatures of habit. And what I mean by that, Seth, is that, you know, normally if we like a product, if we have a good experience with a vendor or with a store or any seller, we try to go back and patronize or purchase from the exact same people. And more specifically, Seth, I don't know about you. I'm assuming you're the same. Um, I like if I like a product, I want to buy the same product over and over again. And even if the product specifically isn't something that I'm, I'm excited about re, repurchasing, don't you, like me, Seth, feel more comfortable buying from someone that you've already had a positive experience with, that you already trust, you know, is not going to cheat you, um, you know, things like that. So what I want to talk about, Seth, with you today is how to make ourselves just a little bit easier to do business with. And what I mean is be front of mind, be top of mind with your buyers who already know, like, and trust you. And as an Amazon seller, Seth, it's hard for us to think like that. Yeah, we don't have to think like that a lot of times, do we, John? <laughs> um, no. I mean, just like what you said, I mean, the customer is choosing actively, typically, to make it easy on themselves. They want to buy things that they are comfortable with, just like you and I buy the same protein powder. We talked about it before, but we just want to make it easy. So not only do we want to have a physical recurring product, uh, business, but we actually are going to be telling you a little bit about how we turn Amazon businesses into higher margin businesses. Basically, if we can sell something to our existing customer that doesn't have any inventory cost, we can raise our margin significantly. So, for instance, what would that be? You know, that would be something digital, some type of information, some type of membership, something that if I send it to you and you paid me, I don't have to pay for that incremental cost, which is what every Amazon seller struggles with because to grow your Amazon business, you have to have a lot of inventory to make a sale. So we're gonna talk about today how you can take your existing physical product business and turn it into something that's a slightly better business model because we're tacking on these profits to the back end of each individual sale. What do you say about that, Sean? Well, I was just thinking as I watching you wear long sleeves for the first time. Oh, no, you got short sleeves on. Great. Show off them guns. Um, <laughs> what happened right before we started this call today? I mean, what did I just send you in a Skype message 30 seconds ago, Seth? What's the yep. hint? <laughs> referring. You, you're referring me a product that you know, like, and trust. Exactly. And, you know, as Amazon sellers, it's easy for us to sit around and say, well, you know, my product is not something someone would purchase more than once, like this lapel mic that I'm wearing right here. Right. Well, that may be true, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to refer your product to someone else who values my opinion. Seth and I were just having the conversation a few minutes ago and I said, you know what? 
Um, instead of adjusting all of those mics, why don't you just try one of these lapel mics? They're reasonably priced and they work perfectly. And I literally just sent you the link, didn't I? Like right before yeah. I pushed the record button because I enjoy the product. So as an Amazon seller, if you're not trying to orchestrate repeat purchases to those customers who've already purchased from you, then you're really doing yourself what I would call an injustice because you're not making yourself easy to do business with and you're letting your customer forget about you. Amazon makes it simple for us to share because I just went in and searched for Mike and I scrolled through a couple of pages and I found where I purchased this mic and literally just sent Seth the link. So you should be able to, you could be able to, and you should be sharing or trying to get your customers to share their positive experience with their friends and colleagues. But it doesn't stop there. What Seth is going to jump into here uh, shortly is how you can use your Amazon business to feed customers into your monthly recurring revenue cash machine by not letting your customers forget about you, Seth. Yeah, good point, Sean. So most of your competitors will never do the amount of work that it takes to pull this off. You actually have to think about what would our customers actually enjoy you know, what would they find valuable and then create that? So, you know, at a fundamental level, the idea is to create a, a membership or an information product that your existing customers would be interested in. That means that a customer finds you on Amazon and then you have the opportunity to sell them something that has a really, really high profit margin, like almost 100 percent. Because once you create a membership or you create the information that you're going to sell, there's no cost. There's no incremental cost. So it's like all profit. That is how you create a really profitable um, machine for your business. So this means that your Amazon business feeds your recurring revenue machine. Literally, Amazon is giving you customers for the recurring uh, revenue side of your business. And it happens at such high margins that it can be a really low percentage of your customers that actually are interested to make a huge difference. I mean... So a typical Amazon business runs on about a 20% profit margin. If you're talking about adding in um, 100% profit margin, you would only have to make one sale for every five customers to double the profit of your business. That is, that's the power of what we're talking about today. Yes. And I'll tell you what, um, just occurred to me that, that a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. I mean, we love to shop. I mean, my wife in the other room, she loves to shop. She like collects points, you know, like they're going out of style, but do your customers a favor, give them opportunities. Let's jump in to the weeds, so-called for a moment, Seth, and talk about, you know, if I'm selling pump handles or, or claw hammers on Amazon, maybe that product isn't perfect for a monthly recurring revenue, but that doesn't mean that I can't have a customer base of Amazon buyers who want to do more business with me who want to purchase more products. So let's just say hypothetically, Seth, and you know we haven't discussed this, so we're kind of uh, into the weeds here a little bit. Better get my water wings, right? He likes, yep. to, he likes to remind me when I'm swimming in the deep end, but let's just say that you do 10,000 orders per year. Well, 9,000 of your customers probably don't want to hear from you again, but you don't know who they are, right? The first thing you have to do is find out who those customers are who do want to hear from you, who do want to engage with your business and buy more. Well, you can't probably sell me another one or two or 12 hammers, right? I may refer Seth, hey, Seth, I love this hammer. It smashes my thumb really good, makes it black and blue. 
maybe you should try one. But let's think outside the box a little bit, like you said, Seth. Let's say if I did have 1,000 raving fans, okay? Not too much to ask for an Amazon seller, right? Remember, not all customers are going to fit the mold, but those who do should be monetized. Let's say I create a buyer's club. We charge you $1 per month to join my VIP buyer's club. What does that buyer's club get you? I could go in or hire a VA to go into Amazon and curate all of the deals for the week. Let's just say you go to lightning deals, Seth, and you look at the top five deals as a $1 per month recurring revenue VIP member. I'm going to send you an email with the top five lightning deals using my Amazon associate link. That's just one way that we can create recurring revenue using an Amazon shopper. So, yes, I already trust you. Yes, I've already opted in to hear from you. Yes, I already purchased on Amazon. Why not give me the option to purchase more? If not your product, Seth, show me a product that I might like that you can get paid a commission on. It can be on Amazon. It could be a CPA offer completely outside of Amazon. It could be a monthly recurring membership where you're teaching me how to do fill in the blanks. You know, yeah. what's something that you can do that I can't do? Seth can ride a wheelie on his dirt bike. I can't do it. If I want to learn how, maybe I pay Seth for that information. Seth? Yeah, so a good point. So it doesn't necessarily even have to be your membership site, does it? It doesn't have to be the product that you build. It just has to be something that's valuable to your customers. So like maybe, Sean, you can touch on a few of the, the websites we use sometimes to monetize using affiliate traffic. But so imagine you are selling a claw hammer. Um, what would a person buying a hammer like to know? Maybe they want a DIY you know, course. An uh, ice course. pack. Yeah, an ice pack. <laughs> ice packs. Yeah, exactly. So you could literally provide more value to your customer by selling them something that they want um, and that no one else is bringing up to them. And you can you have a better insight into their lives because you know what you sold them. So you kind of know some of their interests. So, you know, Sean, what would be like the flow for, for a seller to say, I sell a claw hammer. I'm trying to find an affiliate product that goes along with that. What's an actionable step that they could take? Great question. So imagine, Seth, if you had a store. I don't care if you're selling mufflers or donuts. doesn't matter. Can you imagine a scenario where someone would walk into your store and you don't even speak to them? You let them turn around and walk out and you never even introduce yourself. You don't talk about your donuts or your mufflers or whatever you're selling, claw hammers. A customer walks in, walks out. Well, that's what we're allowing them to do every day. Because if I purchase on Amazon today, chances are I'm going to log in and purchase on Amazon tomorrow. Why not purchase through a link that you, Seth, make commission on? So let's let's boil it down. How can you make this happen? Okay. Well, if each product that you ship, let's use the claw hammer, for example, has a simple product insert that says, congratulations, you made a great choice by an Acme claw hammer. If you'd like to receive more information, yeah, I've been watching too many cartoons, right? If you'd like to have more information on some DIY products, do-it-yourself uh, uh, specials or do-it-yourself demonstrations, how to build a birdhouse, how to build a doghouse, how to drive a nail straight without smashing your thumb, you get the point, <laughs> then opt in here. No, not everyone's going to be interested in that. But those who are, Seth, will look forward to receiving your ongoing emails. So, yes, you can sell your product. You can ask the customer to refer their friends and colleagues who might also need a claw hammer. 
or you can send Amazon affiliate offers. Super simple to do. Just do a Google search for Amazon Associates. You can set up an account in two seconds. Any link that you send, I should have sent you the, the lapel link using my associate account. I wasn't thinking that fast. Or if you go into offervault.com, uh, maxbounty.com, clickbank.com, those are like the top three affiliate uh, marketing channels. You could go find a product that fits whatever it is that you sold, whether it's Kalashis. I didn't find out what that was until I moved to LA. You know, that's lower Alabama for those of you who don't know. But whatever it is, you can tap in and re-engage and generate more ongoing revenue if you just think a little bit about it. And Seth, I think you would agree that any business can do this, right? Any business can do this. You just have to think a little bit outside of the box. I, mean, I remember one um, uh, Amazon seller you and I were talking to and they're like, well, our product is so simple that like nothing really applies. Well, something applies. And especially if you're going to develop your own membership area or your own information product, think about in your own life, where do you have some expertise? Where can you add value that may not necessarily be, you know, directly um, in line with what you're selling, but it still would add value to almost anybody's life, you know? So, um, and another good place to get ideas is to go and look at your reviews on Amazon and your competitors' reviews and see like the unique things that your customers or other customers are saying about your products. Where are they looking for that extra little bit of a solution? And sometimes they'll even tell you like, hey, after I bought this, I went and bought this. And you can literally provide that to them. So there's always a way that you can turn your business, which is just a transactional business, into a recurring revenue business just by thinking a little bit outside the box. Sean, do you have any ideas to share with people about how to take like a traditional pizza cutter business, traditional uh, hula hoop business and turn it into something that is recurring in revenue? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, I encourage you to reach out to us. If, if you have a business that you think may have some opportunity for a monthly recurring membership, uh, then reach out to uh, which email should they send? CS at postpurchasepro.com. Yeah. That'll work on it. Uh, you can reach us through email CS for customer service at postpurchasepro.com. It may take a while to get back to you. Uh, we're super busy over here, but let's just say, hey, you know, I'm selling pizza cutters. I'm looking for an opportunity. Um, and then we may ask you a little bit about your background and, and kind of give you some ideas of what you can do. All right. Give us a few days if you do send that email because it, it could take a while to get back. But I want you to never forget, Seth, the most valuable asset of any business. I don't care where you're selling or what you're selling or who you're selling it to. The most valuable asset is the customer list. There's a reason, Seth, why Jeff Bezos and the Amazon company doesn't want to share the customer's real contact information, name, phone number, email address with us, because that is their baby. That is the core asset and value in their business. It's the relationship with you and myself and hundreds of millions of other Prime members out there who have their credit cards on file for one-click purchase. I purchased three pair of sneakers last night, okay? And right before that, I purchased, or right before this call, I purchased air filters for my furnace. Why? Because it's easy, okay? Now, what would have happened if you, Seth, would have reminded me to get the air filters, which is a recurring product, right? You don't have to sell it. You just have to remind me and take that affiliate commission. So don't forget about that. The most valuable asset for your business as well as mine 
is your customer list. And the product that you're selling or upselling or downselling or cross-selling doesn't need to be the exact same product. It doesn't need to be the exact same service. In some cases, Seth, doesn't even need to be in the same lane as the yep. product you're selling. You just need to think about that strategically, Seth. Yeah. One of the examples that comes to mind when you talk about this is when we were you know, sitting down in 2014, figuring out how we were going to further monetize our pillow business. Well, one of the offers that we sent our pillow customers was a protein powder offer. And the affiliate relationship with that protein powder, they would pay us forever. Meaning that if a customer buys protein today, yes, we get an affiliate commission. But if they buy protein from that same customer that we referred, if they buy in a year from now, we still get paid. So for years, we would get thousands of dollars every single month from protein powder purchases that we referred one time. So how does it that a pillow customer, how does that relate to protein? Well, evidently, you know, at least a small percentage of people that were buying our pillows were also interested in taking protein. So don't limit your ideas when you're thinking about this stuff, because that literally was a recurring revenue generation um, machine that we only did uh, work for one time, one email generated results for months and months and months and months. So you're exactly right, Sean. What I love about this whole thing is that MRR or monthly recurring revenue raises the consistency of our profits. Like we could, we could go to the bank knowing that this month we're going to make $1,200 on our protein affiliate commission. We know that. Cover our mortgage, right? It raises it because the recurringness uh, of, of that revenue means that the customers are automatically going to get billed and we're automatically going to make that money. So your business becomes way more valuable to yourself and to a future buyer if you ever sell it. And you know um, a lot with a lot higher probability what your profit's going to be this month. So it helps in so many different ways, Sean. Absolutely. The That acronym, MRR or RMR, recurring monthly revenue, monthly recurring revenue, regardless, changed the way that I look at every single business opportunity. In fact, Seth, as you know, I'm not interested in anything that doesn't provide an opportunity for monthly recurring revenue because we could effectively sell to the customer one time, but earn profits for a lifetime. Just like in the affiliate uh, example that you gave with, uh, I think that affiliate network is BioTrust, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. You can just take a look at BioTrust, B-I-O, Trust, T-R-U-S-T, BioTrust.com, set up an associate or an affiliate account and just look around at their offers. They'll even give you the email copy to send to your customers. What is BioTrust? Uh, free probiotics or free sample of protein powder have to do with the call hammer? Absolutely nothing, but it doesn't matter. Seth, I can give you a list of a million email addresses right now and you can send them a message and guess what? They don't care. They're not listening. They don't know you. They don't trust you. They don't know anything about you. But your own customer who's already engaged with you through the Amazon channel, has already purchased your brand, already have a good experience with you, they want to hear from you. Not all of them, mind you. But if you find your thousand raving fans, that is a fundamental building block for any business. You can take to any level that you'd like by providing them the opportunity and an easy path to do more business with you. Seth, think about Prime, Amazon Prime now. Amazon Prime has hundreds of millions of customers who pay 
so that they can pay. <laughs> it reminds me, you know, when, when I was doing uh, road shows and super expos and, and most recently we did one in, in Fresno, California, 2018, I believe it was. And our customers, we did this huge advertisement on television, right? So they would drive to the fairgrounds and they would pay to park. And then they would walk a mile and a half and have to pay us $5 per person to come in and buy product from us. It's ridiculous, right? But the customers are trained to do so. So what they are doing is paying to have access to this huge super sale, which then again tells them, hey, we need to buy something here at these great prices in order to get a return on the investment in our time and our parking and our admission. Buyers are buyers. We're not taking advantage of them. We're just giving them an easy path to do what they already want to do. And that is buy more, just like Netflix. You know, we pay, what, $13, $14 a month for Netflix now? The, the cost is so minimal that we almost don't even see it on the credit card statement every month. But we access Netflix habitually, and that's how they generate monthly recurring revenue. That's why they're so darn valuable. Seth, it's been brought to my attention many, many times in the last few weeks that McDonald's and lots of other fast food restaurants will give you free food if you'll just download their app. Now, why in the heck do you think they're doing that? Why does Capital One want me to install their Chrome extension to give me coupons for products that I'm already buying? Why, Seth? Because they're going to get paid, Sean. So why why this is so, um, if you can just think about, like everybody's exposed to social media now, um, and it comes down to trust. So like, my, my wife follows um, a lot of influencers and the reason why she follows them is because she gets to know them. She feels like she trusts them. So when they refer a product to her, you know, she feels like she's got a good recommendation. She can, she can make that purchase with a little bit more trust in it. And so same way when our pillow uh, customers were buying our protein, they already purchased from us. They already felt good about that relationship and they had some level of trust in us. So when we said, Hey, you got to see this protein powder. It's really good. They were, uh, you know, very trustworthy of that, and they were more likely to make that decision with our recommendation. So you, so you have to respect that trust that you have, and don't treat or don't take it lightly. But just think about that. You do have some influence with your customers because they've already engaged with you, and they, if they've liked the product, then there is some level of respect and there's some level of trust that then you can work with them. And just like Sean referring that lapel mic in the beginning of this episode, like. I already know he has experience with it. I trust his experience with it. He's telling me about his experience with it and he sent me the link and I'm going to buy it. It's the same exact thing for your customers. So whether if it's your product that you develop, which is always the best, but it's the most work. If you develop your own membership, if you develop your own information product, that's the best, but it's the most work. So if I was you starting from, from scratch, never doing this before, what I would do is try to find some affiliate offers that support your products and then test them and see which ones your customers buy the most. And then whichever one works the best, then go and develop your own. So then you can own that asset for your business going forward. Anything to add there, Sean? Yeah, for sure. Now you've put it on record. Let's see if my referral recommendation works. Uh, next week, you should be wearing a lapel mic. <laughs> if not, then you become a liar. So uh, let's see how strong that recommendation is. Look, this has been a little uh, windier than I like it this episode, but it's important that you help us reach a wider audience and share some of the content that we have. So go ahead and like and subscribe to this channel, okay? Refer it to someone that you know would enjoy it and 
subscribe to our podcast. Um, this has been episode 16. We're talking about how to turn any Amazon business into a recurring revenue cash machine. See you next time.